Jesus said, whoever welcomes you welcomes me, and whoever welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet in the name of a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person in the name of a righteous person will receive the reward of the righteous. And whoever gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones in the name of a disciple, truly I tell you, none of these will lose their reward. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hi friends, it's again a joy to be with you in worship. I want you to know a few things um, before we look at this text and before we pray. Every Sunday that I come to the sanctuary and I come to the building and it's empty, I carry a heavy weight emotionally about it. It doesn't feel right. And so I do something that maybe you would find silly, but it, help, it helps, helps for me. Before any other ministers get here, I wear my AirPods and I listen to uh, some sacred music that means something to me and I stand right before the altar and I pray and there are times when the beat gets to me and I begin to dance right down here. And I sometimes imagine you guys laughing at me because all of your faces are pinned up on these pews staring at me. That's okay, I forgive you for those laughs. I tell you, it's a few weeks ago, but now every week that I do that, at some point I turn around and I have a vision. I look at the sanctuary and I see it packed, filled with people. I believe it's going to happen. I believe God is going to continue to use this church well into its past its 100th anniversary to reach people. And I hope that you can share that vision and dream with me. I hope you can feel that passion. Now, another thing I want to tell you is completely unrelated to that. Um, sermons are always for the glory of God, but this one is in um, a secondary way dedicated to my good lady wife, Colleen, who on, <laughs> who on Father's Day uh, got me a big green egg, which I've been wanting for years, and that's helping me to be more hospitable, and this message is about hospitality. So anyway, my good lady wife, Colleen, uh, this is inspired a lot by you. Let us pray. Creator God, we are thankful for the life that you have given us. We confess there are ways that we have not always been good or faithful with that gift. We've been wayward, we've been sinful, and we've been unwise. Even still, you sent your son Christ to reconcile us unto yourself. You have sent your son Christ to cultivate in our hearts a desire for goodness, for your kingdom. And in like manner, you sent your Holy Spirit to make us a community of care, to walk with us as a counselor and guide. Send your spirit freshly now in this sanctuary and in every home, coffee shop, beach chair that people are watching this in, God. For you and I know that without you, I can do nothing. So let your spirit reign upon us and let these words do something in our hearts that we might have fresh life. It is in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. People in our world pay a premium for being welcomed, for the sense of hospitality. I have been blessed to go to the Masters a few times since living in Atlanta, and I'll never forget the first time going. Augusta National does it right. They have it 
pure perfection when you show up there. They make you feel comfortable about every little thing. It was the first time that I'd ever seen a men's restroom line longer than all the women's restroom lines. I was heading toward the line to find where I could stand, and I noticed that they paid a gentleman. There's a gentleman out there at the end of this serpentine line with a, a large pole indicating that the line ends there or begins there, however you want to look at it. And I went and I followed the serpentine line. I stood there and I thought, my goodness, this is so well planned out. But I also noticed how long the line was and it frustrated me. And so I said, oh goodness, this is going to take forever. And the guy goes, no, five minutes from right here. He knew exactly how long it was going to take depending on where he was in the, with that pole. And I thought, that is incredible. They have everything dialed in. And we enjoy that. I never forgot when I that time I came down to interview for the associate minister role, and one of the staff members took me to breakfast at the Chick-fil-A just up Peachtree Street in Buckhead. We were sitting there having our breakfast, and one of the employees came over with extra eggs. I have some extra eggs if you'd like to have them on the house. Oh, yes, please. My pleasure. Oh, we pay a premium for these experiences, and I think we just think it's nice, don't we? We think it's nice when we've been invited to someone's home to have a great meal and we find our way into their dining room and see place settings that have been so neatly and intentionally laid out and maybe even sometimes name cards so you know where you're supposed to sit. We think that sort of thing nice. Unfortunately, in our world we've tended toward marketizing welcomes or we've at least made them transactional. There's a cottage industry of Christian books, DVDs, CDs, conferences about how to help your church become a more welcoming church, a more hospitality-driven church. And the reason is so that you can get people in the door and keep them. It's not pure hospitality that's driving it. It's some sort of transaction. In St. Matthew's Gospel that we just heard read by Sarah, Christ speaks to the power of a welcoming spirit. He is sending his disciples out on mission, and he says, whoever welcomes you, it is precisely like they are welcoming me. If someone gives you a cold cup of water, it's just like they're giving a cold cup of water to me when I have a parched mouth. This is what Jesus says of the disciples. It's interesting. In our moment, in our zeitgeist, I'm overwhelmed by how many times I'm asked on the telephone or on a Zoom call or through an email, how can we help? We all want to help. People of good will want to help. People are asking that about how we can help people who might be sick. How can we help people who might have lost their job in this time? Or how can we be of help when racial strife is at this tipping point that it is now? What can we do? And I think if you're like me, that question is a really hard one to answer sometimes. And it's easy for us to slip into a feeling of helplessness. Do you ever feel helpless? At least now, in this period? I know I do sometimes. 
But this little passage, it itself is like a cold cup of water for me on a day like today. This little passage reminds us that our actions do not or cannot be all heroic all the time. Sometimes it's something that looks small, like welcoming somebody that can make all the difference, that can lead to lasting impact. This is to follow the pattern of God, isn't it? You see, God in Christ has welcomed you and me. God in Christ has welcomed enemy and stranger and friend. God in Christ has welcomed us all. And that's precisely the meaning and point of the Lord's Supper, Communion, or Eucharist. You see, you might think that the pastor that stands there is welcoming you, church member or participant in an audience, to a feast of godliness, but that's not it. The host is Christ, who welcomes us all, invites us all to a sumptuous, spiritually life-giving meal. We've been invited and welcomed by our God. This is beautiful. God welcomes all people into God's own self. And if we're to follow this God, we must learn to embody God's hospitality. This means that it's not good enough for us to see ourselves as the ambassador of Christ to the world. I know that's how we think about ministry. We are a representative of God to the world. Hope people see Jesus living in me. We say these kinds of things. We believe these kinds of things, and we should, but that's not enough. This means that we actually need to look at other people in their eyes and see Christ in them. And if you do that, if you can look into the eyes of a stranger or someone that you know well and see Christ in them, then that should prompt in your spirit a sense of radical hospitality of radical welcoming. I'm not talking about being moderate here. I'm talking about being a radical. In terms of hospitality, of welcoming, of including, of bringing people to the table and making space for them. If we could look at people in the eye and see Christ, we would be discussing our racial situation that we're in right now a whole lot differently than we do. We would be discussing politics a lot differently than we do. We could look people in the eye and see our Lord and say, oh my gosh, come be with me. That's hard stuff. That's hard spiritual work, and I'm not a champion of it yet. I'm following and learning. Too often, it's easy for us to see people and reduce them to their behaviors or to their labels. They're a Democrat. They're Republican. It's, that guy's gay, that girl's straight, transgender, cisgender, someone who happens to be disabled or otherly abled, and somebody who's able-bodied. I like that person, I don't like them. It's all kinds of ways that we can sort people out. Doing that is to take the place of God, my friends. Doing that is dangerous. We're called to look at all of those people in the eyes and see Christ in them. We're called to welcome them in, to bring them to 
a place of relationship and love. It is in hospitality that you will lead someone to Christ, not in a culture war. That I can promise you. And if we can embody radical hospitality and welcoming, then we will live up to some of our values of being a people of reconciliation, a community of care. There is this great legend of a Russian monastery where a master monk spoke to a younger monk about this very thing, about what you see when you look at somebody else, about how you assess them when you stare into their eyes or hear their stories or observe their failings. The master monk says to the younger monk, I have finally learned to accept people as they are in the world. A prostitute, a prime minister, it's all the same to me. But sometimes I see a stranger coming up the road and I say, oh, Jesus Christ, is it you again?